G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. It doesn't matter who you are, we all travel through dark and fearful places at some point in life. And during those times, it can be so darn difficult to remember that God is in the light business. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called Dark Night, Bright Light because I absolutely know that God wants to speak His encouragement into your heart. So let's do it. Let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free booklet that I'd love to send you. It's called Victory Against Impossible Odds to help you live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you no matter what this world throws at you. I'm always so excited to be starting a new series of messages, and that's what we're doing this week on the program. And it's a series that I've called Dark Night, Bright Light. See, dark and darkness, I wonder what those words mean to you. There are all sorts of connotations when we apply them to our lives. I remember when I was a young boy, even probably well into my teenage years, I was really afraid of the dark. I remember after dinner in the dining room, it was a long corridor. Well, it seemed a long corridor, especially in the dark. It was only about, I don't know, eight or nine metres from the dining room to my bedroom. But I have to tell you, when it was dark, it was a long way for me to go. And I was afraid to walk from the light dining room into that dark corridor to my dark bedroom. Now, in the house where we lived, we were blessed because there was a light switch for the lights at either end of the corridor. So I could walk out of the dining room, turn on the light, and the corridor was in light, and then I could go to my bedroom. And I always used that switch. Now, we lived in a safe part of town, and the house was secure, and there was no logical or rational reason for me to be afraid of the dark. I just was. And it was a deep fear, and I think a lot of kids go through that. It seems that darkness and fear, well, they often go together in life, young or old. Now, the truth be known, we need both. We need light and dark in this world. I love it when the sun goes down and it's time to go to sleep, and again, when the sun comes up in the morning and it's time to get up and and get on with living life. That's a pattern we live by. It's a pattern of life. But imagine if it were only ever dark. How awful that would be. In some countries, of course, far north and far south, they have many months of darkness. Now, take a look at our own lives. If we look back on those dark times, those, those periods in life that we'd rather forget, whether it was a, a broken relationship or sickness or, or the death of a loved one 
or some real financial difficulties, or maybe you've been through a war and you've seen people killed or been in prison. Perhaps you've seen everything that you worked so hard for over so many years just go down the drain. Someone's hurt you incredibly deeply or someone you trusted. Perhaps you've been through a time of depression or or real loneliness or you're working so hard that you don't feel as though you have a life. That list just goes on and on and on. Life has its dark times, doesn't it? Maybe you're going through one right now, or maybe, who knows, there's one just around the next corner, or next year, or the year after. And that's why we're kicking off this series, Dark Night, Bright Light. Because light is the opposite of darkness. And when we're travelling through those dark times, light is the very thing that we need. The problem is... It can be so hard to find, so hard to believe in or hope for. And over these coming weeks, we're going to be spending some time with King David in Psalm 34. But before we go there, let's have a little foretaste about darkness and light. If you've got a Bible, I want you to grab it. I want you to open it up at page one. Genesis chapter one and verse one, the beginning. Here's what it says. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called that night. And there was evening and there was morning. That was the first day. Now, I might hear you say, well, Bernie, I I know that passage, and that's all well and good. You're talking about physical light here. That's fine. But what about God shining his light into the darkness in my life? We're going to talk about that shortly, but the point that I'm making is this. Creation tells us something about the Creator. You and I create different things because we're different. God, the very first thing he creates, the very first thing, is light. That tells us something about God. But what a light. We tend to just think of the sun there. One of just an estimated trillion, trillion stars. God is seriously into light. And that tells us something about who he is. Let's take a look at just another couple of verses in the Bible. There are so many of them that talk about God and light. Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 4. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above the cherubim and moved to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple and the court was full of the radiance and the glory of God. Words from Isaiah, chapter 60, verse 19. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. And perhaps my favourite of all, where Paul seems to to bring it all together in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6. For it is the very same God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness that made his light to shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God 
in the face of Jesus Christ. The Bible is full of references about God being our light and our radiance. Can you see why I've called this series Dark Night, Bright Light? Over these coming weeks, I believe we are going to be transformed by God's word about darkness and light. If you've just been through a darkness, or you're going through one right now, or or you're going to go through one in the future, the word of God is going to shine a light into that dark place. Dark night, bright light. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment in this short break to share something truly important with you. As we're discovering in this series, life can be tough. Well, you don't need me to tell you that. You already knew it because you've been there. And sometimes, let's face it, our circumstances seem completely impossible. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Victory Against Impossible Odds. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you no matter what life throws at you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right in the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and we'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. All right, let's head back into God's Word and join King David again as he reflects on some of his dark nights with the benefit of 2020 hindsight. As I said earlier in the program, we're going to spend some time in Psalm 34 this week and over the next three weeks. It's an interesting psalm because it comes out of King David's life. It's a psalm of praise for deliverance from trouble. So it's a psalm written, if you like, with the benefit of hindsight. David has learned something, something about God in a dark time. Now, we're not sure what that time was. The introduction to the psalm says, A psalm of David when he feigned madness before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. Now, we don't have any other information about that. Abimelech was a judge. He was a leader of Israel. He was Gideon's son. Anyhow, the fact of the matter is... Even though we don't know the precise historical details, it doesn't matter. David had to engage in some deception, it tells us. It was a fearful and scary time and he needed to escape. Now let's have a look at the first part of this psalm. If you've got a Bible, open it at Psalm 34. We're going to look at just the first eight verses today. This is what it says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him 
and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. It's a beautiful psalm. You see, it's David looking back on a difficult time. And he starts out by praising God. I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips because of God's faithfulness. And and there's a purpose in him praising, a specific purpose. Look at verse 2. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. See, the purpose of this psalm is to let the rest of us know when we're afflicted that God is faithful in those dark times so that we can hear that and rejoice. See, this psalm was written for you and me. Isn't God good? And David says, you know why I'm writing this psalm? It's for you. You who are afflicted. You who are travelling through a dark and fearful time. You know why? Come and look at verse 3 again with me. David says, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. In other words, so that you and I can rejoice together, even though we might be travelling through dark times. We're getting the benefit of what David discovered in his dark and fearful time. And what he discovered, well, it's as profound as it is simple. Look at verse 4. This is what he says. This is the heart of this first passage for me. David says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. You know what happens in the darkness? In the darkness, we become afraid. And that fear immobilizes us. Fear stops us dead in our tracks. We just kind of sit there, and we ache, and fear eats away at our hearts like a quick-spreading cancer. And in that fear... Remember, David was, as he had been many times before, in fear of his life. Real fear. David had more than his share of dark times. He had real fear. And let me say it this way. He was in deadly fear. And in the midst of his deadly fear, he did the thing that he'd learned to do over all those times in his life when he'd been in danger, when he was on the run from King Saul, who was trying to kill him for all those years. He did the one thing he knew to do. Psalm 34, verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. David sought God. He cried out to God for help. The the one thing that we can forget to do when we're frozen by fear is just to cry out to God, just to pour our hearts out to him. And what a surprise, God answered him and delivered him from all his fears. I don't know about you, but I can relate to that. In, in life and in ministry, I come against giants of opposition all the time, and I can tell you, some days they scare me, seriously. And we have a choice. We can just kind of sit there and tremble in fear and be completely immobilized, or we can spend some time with God crying out to him in prayer and reading his word and listening to him. And he always delivers me from all my fears. David goes on to say this, verses 5 and 6 of Psalm 34. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him, and he saved him out of all his troubles. There it is, the light word, radiance. The Hebrew word that sits behind our English translation 
means literally to beam or to burn with light. It's an over-the-top kind of word. It's not a glow or a flicker or just a shine, but to beam and to burn with light. And that's exactly what happens when we look to God, when we put our trust in Him in the middle of our darkness. See, in those dark times, we're downcast, ashamed, if you like. But David states this simple truth. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. He delivered him from all his fears. This is such a humble and beautiful picture, isn't it? David, probably the greatest king that Israel ever had, saw himself just as a poor man who cried out to God in his darkness. Don't you love it how the Bible is packed full of this real-life stuff, this stuff that's right down where we are, the Word of God meant for us here and now, right where the rubber hits the road, the light and the radiance of God in our darkness and fear. And all this out of a simple step that David took, so simple, and yet when we're afraid, so difficult, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I'm Bertie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. That's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. Now let's get back into God's word because right now I believe he wants to speak some powerful words of encouragement into your heart. And not just encouragement, but protection too. Because whether you realize it or not, God is in the protection business. God is very much in the light business, isn't he? Taking our fear and replacing it with his radiance. Perhaps that's why David writes in Psalm 18, verse 28, It is you, O Lord, who lights my lamp. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. And again in Psalm 138, verses 11 and 12, If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. You get the impression that David is a seasoned traveller through darkness and he's learned some stuff that God would have us learn each in our own way. Now let's head back to Psalm 34, verses 7 and 8, just to finish off our look at what David learned. Let's have a read. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. 
Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Now there are two things here we need to get into. The the first is the bit about the angel of the Lord. Let's have a look at verse 7 again. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Angels have a kind of funny symbology these days in our society. Fluffy little creatures with wings. But you do just a short study of the angels that God describes in the Bible and you discover they're a fearsome lot. Often, God uses them as a messenger and the first thing the angel says is, don't be afraid. They deliver a specific message to God's people to protect them from trouble. And often, they appear as fearsome beings to protect God's people. Look at 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 20. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, cried out in prayer to heaven about this, and the Lord sent an angel who annihilated all the fighting men and the leaders and the officers of the camp of the Assyrian king. So he withdrew to his own land in disgrace, and when he went to the temple of his God, some of his sons cut him down with his own sword. Get it? The angel is serious protection. Presidents or prime ministers or kings or queens all have their security contingents you know, right around them when they travel. Well, those security contingents, they've got nothing on an angel of the Lord. And you might say to me, Bernie, do you seriously believe in angels? Absolutely. We can't see them, but when we fear God, when we reverence him, we'll talk more about that idea next week, When we belong to him, he sends his angel to encamp around us, to surround us, literally to lay siege around us, to protect us. How does David know that? Because he's been there, he's experienced it over and over again, and that's exactly what he says in the next verse. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. This verse is so often quoted out of context. Taste and see. Suck it and see. When you're in the darkness, when you're afraid, David is saying, try this thing that I'm talking about. Taste, see that the Lord is good. You'll be blessed when you take refuge in him. It's It's like an invitation to you and me today from God. Come on, try it. I can hear the Spirit of God saying through his word, come on, try it. Because when you take refuge in me, God is saying, you will truly be blessed. I don't know about you, but God has seriously spoken to me today and encouraged me through his word. He is in the light business. And it's something that David discovered through long, hard experiences in darkness and fear and he comes out the other side of that singing God's praises specifically for you and for me to hear I will bless the Lord at all times his praise will always be on my lips my soul will boast in the Lord let the afflicted hear and rejoice glorify the Lord with me let us exalt his name I sought the Lord and he answered me He delivered me from all his fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called out and the Lord heard him. He saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste, see that the Lord is good. For blessed is the man who takes refuge 
in him. Isn't, isn't that an awesome psalm? People sometimes say to me, Bernie, why do you talk about this stuff? You know, is this Christianity thing for losers? You don't have to be a loser to go through dark times. We all go through dark times. We all travel through difficult times. You know, a friend or a relative that's close to us dies young of cancer and, and we're left reeling and we think, God, why has that happened? We get retrenched. We, we lose someone else we love. We, all sorts of things happen to us. And in those times it feels like God has deserted us. Listen to David again. I sought the Lord. And he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. In that darkness, there is no light so bright as the light of God. And his heart is to take a face that's been covered with tears and put his radiance on that face. God is a wonderful God. I want to encourage you to join me over the next three weeks as we further explore the Word of God and what God has to say about His light amidst our darkness. That's what this series, Dark Night, Bright Light, is all about. Before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to live in a rich, powerful, dynamic relationship with Jesus. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. In fact, each dollar that you give towards the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift today of, say, $35 will touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or by giving us a call on 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet that I mentioned earlier. It's called Victory Against Impossible Odds. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.